Welcome to Real FM Rewind. Here's some highlights from the week. Scripture is like a river, broad and deep, shallow enough for the lamb to go wading, but deep enough for the elephant to go swimming. That is a quote from someone named Gregory the Great and a quote that I came across in this Bible study that I'm going through right now. And what I love about the Bible story, and I just had to share it with you, is they were talking about this quote and how awesome it is because some of us in our faith may be like lambs. You know, we may be a bit new, baby Christian, and we need we need that shallow water. We need some easy things to go through in scripture and it'll still clean us and be satisfying and help us get through scripture, right? And then maybe some of us, I I would consider myself more on this side of things, like an elephant, deep, big, large in faith, maybe growing up in the church and have known Jesus forever, have been studying the Bible for decades, whatever that looks like. And you need to go into scripture a bit deeper, you know, to get yourself clean, to go swimming. And you want to know the funny thing about lambs and elephants in the river? It doesn't matter how big you are. You can get in that river. You can get clean. And so the person in my Bible study that I'm reading says, no matter what you are in life, get in the river. All right. So we're talking Super Bowl parties and snacks and activities and all the things. I was excited last night, Anson, because I got to try a new recipe to share with everyone. I mentioned I was gonna make a dessert for the Super Bowl and it's one I'd never tried before. And I brought it and everyone tasted it and they liked it. (laughs) But here was the really funny part. I didn't know what to call it. Oh. And so people kept tasting it and they're like, hey, these these things that you made are really good. And I was like, yeah. And then they'd be like, what are they called? And I was like, uh. (laughs) And so then I just would start like listing ingredients. So I was like, well, they're coconut chocolate toffee. bars (laughs) bars <laughs> and then I was like oh, sure. oh there's some oatmeal in there too that was yeah, like that's the I parentheses really... at the end yeah, that is I a know. pretty unwieldy it's name it's an unwieldy name and so I decided names really do matter before I bring them again I need to come up with a concrete like okay. this is the name because yeah. it comes up you don't think it's gonna come up but it does okay we'll workshop this okay <laughs> We all know it, weddings are expensive. In my opinion, ridiculously expensive. And that's why I got married in a courthouse. But for those people who have the money and want to have a nice wedding, it makes sense. And so they'll spend thousands and thousands of dollars on a venue, on dinner, drinks, dessert, a DJ, a photo booth, all of that stuff. But what if you put down all of this money, right? Thousands of dollars. And then your special day, it ends up not gonna happen. It's all not gonna happen. Everything's exploding. The world's on fire. It's not gonna happen. Well, this unfortunately happened to a bride-to-be who found out something about her fiance. And so everything had to be called off. But she wasn't gonna get refunded that $15,000 that were put down for that special day reception, right? Well, I love this bride because she took a tragic, sad, heartbreaking thing and turned it for something good. She decided to donate all this stuff, right? Dinner, the drinks, the venue, a beautiful ballroom, photo booth, all of that. She donated it to a nonprofit called Parents Helping Parents, which helps provide community support to parents with children 
people with special needs. Now, I, I have two siblings with like autism, and so I watched my mom have to care for all of her kids and some of them with special needs, and it's a lot. You probably don't have many opportunities to get in the house and do something special with you and your kids who are, you know, they've got some interesting challenges, right? Well, this is an incredible night, probably something those parents and those kids will never forget, a ballroom experience. Something that was supposed to be special for a bride and a groom wasn't gonna happen, but turned into something special for some other people. And that, I think, is even more special, honestly. So last night, Kara, I was at my family's house watching the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. We we're having a great time, uh, but we realized, wow, the game is going pretty late. Yeah. And it's uh, a close game. There could be overtime, which oh, of course ended up happening. Yep. And uh, my kids had school this morning. Yeah. And we we're going, okay, uh, we might have to get back home so that they can get in bed. Yeah. But I really didn't want to miss the end of the game of either. So we tried to kind of like choose a strategic time yeah. to leave my parents' house, head back to ours. Yeah. And we were kind of rushing to get back home. Got back home, got the kids in bed, and I was like, all right, I gotta go yeah. over to the TV, get the game on so that I can watch the end of overtime here Ooh, quick. and see what happens. So I turn it on, and uh, up on the screen pops like, oh, here's the channel with the Super Bowl or whatever. So I click on that, yeah. and I'm watching, and like the Chiefs complete like a big pass or something. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I hear like SpongeBob SquarePants what? Like, screaming like <laughs> about this big play that the Chiefs had. What? And then like Patrick from the same show oh. is talking. Oh my. And then all of a sudden like Dora the Explorer shows up. What in the and world? She's explaining like what holding is. <laughs> and I'm just so confused. Like what is happening? <laughs> and then finally realized that apparently the Nickelodeon channel last night was uh-huh. broadcasting the Super Bowl no. with SpongeBob SquarePants. And oh. Patrick is the commentators. Oh, my word. And they even had Dora the Explorer. She was the rules expert, apparently. Uh, oh, my god! I read about this today, that this was like a whole thing. <laughs> but I had no idea last <laughs> night when I turned it on. And so I tell just, you what. Yeah. That was one of the more confusing moments I've had <laughs> so in a long, long time. So a little bit worried about my sanity there for a That's second. That's fair. This statement kind of rocked my world. We are often staring at our lives and glancing at God when we need to be staring at God and glancing at our lives. And I'm so guilty of this. I mean, I wake up, got a zillion things to do, get out the door, get to work, find some breakfast, get some coffee, work, 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 gotta find lunch, gotta get home, gotta make dinner. I'm exhausted. Okay, I wanna relax. I wanna have some me time. I got some other work that needs to get done. And then add on top of it, church events or family events or social events and on and on it goes, right? And I just feel like I'm going from one thing to the next, worrying about what's going on in my world to a point where I forget that other people have stuff going on in their worlds and I should probably be a bit more sensitive to what they're going on. And then down at the bottom of the priority list is God. I mean, I guess part of me is thinking, well, God can take care of himself. God's fine. You know, <laughs> Got to check in on other people in my life. But I want to be a person who is staring at God because I know that if I stare at God, I'm going to have an amazing relationship with him. He's going to impact my life. And that is so important. And yet I don't find myself daily including him on every little thing. And so I've realized I need to make some changes in my life so I can be staring at him and glancing at me and one of those things is incorporating him into a habit into a routine in my life because I know if I don't it's not gonna happen so making some shifts 
that hopefully I can glance at myself and just stare at God. Anson, I remember when I took my first job in radio, I would show up to work every day and I would have a stomachache because I was so nervous. Oh, wow. And I remember asking someone like, so so how long does this phase last? Because I, I don't really like this having a stomach thing every day thing. Yeah. And I think a lot of us feel that way, though, with change. Like when you're trying something new or you have to shift into something unfamiliar, it can be really scary and hard. Um, but I also read something from Holly Girth this week that I thought was really insightful. She said, yet everything that we are living today was once new to us. Mm. And that's a really good point. She said, we walked for the first time. We said hello to someone we love for the first time. We showed up to work for the first time. All of those shifts likely came with a bit of fear. Maybe butterflies in our stomachs, questions and uncertainties. So if you're in one of those moments where it's still in the uncomfortable stage, here are some things that she said she tells herself over and over again in those moments. You are fully loved, Mm. no matter what you do or Mm -hmm. do not do. You're part of a plan that's bigger than you, and it's unfolding even now. And you have a purpose, even when things don't turn out at all like you might expect. She said, God is good, and what I can know of his ways is like one grain of sand on a thousand seashores. Mm. And also, my story isn't over yet, and I choose to trust the author, even when I don't know what's coming. Yes, there are people in this world who are pet detectives. And I'm talking about Erica today, who did not come into pet detectiveness as a job or as a career. She doesn't take a penny for the work that she does rescuing dogs with her thermal imaging drone. What had happened was, you know, she has this thermal imaging drone that she just has. I don't remember why she has it, but her dad told Erica that a dog in the area had gone missing and he suggested that she use her drone to help find it. Well, after rescuing this dog, it snowballed into an effect where everyone knew Erica was the one to call. It's like Ghostbusters. Who are you going to call? Erica! Erica's going to help you save your dog. She's gone on 330 dog rescue missions. She's even rescued some of the pooches that she's rescued, and she loves helping people. She has found cats. She's found emus. She's found cows. She's helped people find people, and she says it's in her nature to help out. And I think we need more of people like Erica, more pet rescuers, pet detectives or human detectives, human rescuers using technology like a thermal imaging drone to save the day. Conflict can be so wearying. If you find yourself in conflict with another person, Mm -hmm. you probably are familiar with that like Hit of the stomach feeling yeah. that tends to come along with it. Oh man. It's so exhausting. Mm-hmm. And it's especially true when we live in a culture where conflict is so pervasive. Yeah. Right? Like it's, it's discouraging when groups and organizations with significant commonalities are at odds. Yeah. It's really frustrating when people we know and love aren't getting along. Mm. Friendships fracturing, churches splitting. Mm-hmm. Constant conflict is obviously not a good thing. Yeah. However, I was encouraged to a little bit today, and I think we can take heart in this truth. I read it from a guy named Trevin Wax. He says, the Lord can and does work in and through human conflict. Mm. We have to remember that, that he's capable of repurposing even our flaws and failures. And in fact, sometimes conflict is the very thing that can eventually give relationships greater strength. Mm. 
So acknowledging God's sovereignty doesn't excuse sin or minimize selfishness, of course, Mm -hmm. but it does give us confidence that our own hard-headedness is not going to thwart God's Mm. mission. We can botch a lot of things in life, but God's ultimate plan isn't one of them. I had made a very last minute decision a few weeks ago that I was going to join my church's women's Bible study. And I'll be honest because it's real FM. I gotta be real with you. That first night of Bible study, I kind of regretted it. Didn't really like actually regret it, but a part of me was like, man, I don't know if I should have signed up for this. I have got so much on my plate. God is important, but this is very inconvenient. This just shows my selfish human nature that I was thinking about how inconvenient it was for me to drag myself over to someone's house to go to a Bible study. I'm like, Zoe, I'm just running around all different kinds of directions. I just, it's so hard to stop and go to this Bible study. Like, I just don't know if I can do this. Or maybe next time I won't do something like this. I'll have to do something else. And so on and on, my brain was racing, okay? Well, my next Bible study date, the next time we were going to meet, was coming up. And I was, I'll be honest, not really looking forward to it because it was another thing on my plate. And I had just recovered from a cold. I was tired. I had a busy day. And I just wanted to sit at home, relax, watch some Netflix, and not have my brain on, right? Well, then I got a text that day. And it was from our Bible study leader. And I think she could sense that there was a feeling of, man, I have to go to Bible study. And I guess in this intuition and in this feeling, she sent this out to us in a group text. And I want to share it with you because it really hit me. It hit me. It pierced me to hear this. She said a lot of things, but here's, here's the big chunk of it. If you're tired, come anyway. If you had a rough week, come anyway. If you didn't do a single bit of your homework, felt very called out, (laughs) come anyway. If you're in sweatpants and your hair looks terrible, come anyway. If you're going to be a bit late, come anyway. And I was like, okay, well, this is a sign from God that I need to come anyway. And you know what? I did come without having done a bit of my homework. I came with my hair messy and in sweatpants and I was tired but I came anyway. Anyone know the crazy part? I realized that that was one of the best decisions that I had made all day. Thanks for listening to the Real FM Rewind. Make sure to check out all of our podcasts on the Real FM app or at real.fm. And don't forget, be kind and rewind. Rewind.